and welcome into another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. Welcome in. It's been a bit, it's been a little bit. Good to be back. Good to be back doing some good stuff. If you would like to send us a question, comment, suggestion, follow the show, any of those sorts of things, you can find us the iTunes Store. You can find us anywhere that you can find a podcast. Simply search for uh, Strong Style will probably pull us up, but uh, Impact Media. Uh, on Facebook, Impact Media or Strong Style, that search will easily find us. If you would like to follow just the show links or just be able to get the, uh, the various shows we have, on Twitter, at Team Impact Media, at The Impact 99, on any other platform, we'll find all of our amazing things. Uh, I think we just posted up some rugby interviews from over the weekend. For those so inclined to check those out, much appreciated. And uh, beyond that, super stoked to be here. Tons and tons to get into, as always. Very appreciative of the opportunity to get to come on here and talk pro wrestling and MMA. For those new to the show, that's what Strong Style is all about. Is every each and every week as much as possible. Uh, we come on here, we talk the world of pro wrestling and MMA, and uh, all things combat sports in between. Once again, super appreciative to be here and super appreciative of all you guys listening at home. I always want you guys to feel special. That's that's my intention to come on here and try to talk about the things you want to talk about. That's why we take your suggestions, your comments, you know, all those kinds of things as well. Now, I'm going to start, because since we didn't do a show last week, I'm going to start with the various events from the weekend before, from uh, two weekends ago, basically. And uh, how those kind of impact things, lack of a better term, how those impact things moving forward. Now, let's start with the WWE MSG show. Now, I saw one comment uh, on the uh, online about this. They said, uh, not sure why this whole thing couldn't have been on SmackDown. I agree. You could have done SmackDown from Madison Square Garden. You could have did uh, Raw from Madison Square Garden. You, you could have done this. That's fine. They 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 wanted to make it special. This is kind of a pay per view without being a pay per view because we're on the road to WrestleMania. You guys know that. Um, notable things. Notable things that happened. I just just results real quickly. I'll talk about a couple of them. Uh, Alpha Academy defeating RK Bro. Well, as we'll get into it in a minute. It looks like Randy Orton may be injured again, so this kind of worked out because this was before the injury. It happened on Raw that we will get to. Um, Finn Balor and let, let's start with this. Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Damian Priest is a kid that they uh, I say kid. He's he's uh, I think he's in his thirties. He may not be, but. Uh, 
he's somebody they, they think real highly of. I, I've said that many times on this show that they basically have dropped a rep, rocket to his back, and uh, he has he has shot up the card. He's, he's good. He's got a good following. Uh, recently turned heel after Finn Balor beat him for his U.S. title. Somebody was going to beat him, and it was either going to be, it, given where he's coming from, it needed to be an established person. Because if kind of a newcomer you were trying to make a star out of come along, it's just not going to work. But Finn Balor is in that weird part of his career where he kind of knows he's not going to be, probably not going to be world champion again. He could be. Uh, but he's, he's probably not going to be prominently at the very, very tip top of the card, which is crazy because he was the inaugural or the, the very first uh, universal champion. He beat Seth Rollins for that and then promptly had to give up the belt the next night because he got so banged up. But having him help build up and put over Damian Priest, I think, is a great move. I think I would use Finn Balor in this kind of situation, even giving him the U.S. title. That's fine, too. I would use him in this situation until he no longer wanted to be in this position. Because, I mean, he could easily quit and go back to New Japan. He could go to one of the other companies, which they really don't want, because he's just big enough of, a, of an international draw that if Finn Balor goes to a different company, that company is going to benefit greatly. And so, they hang on to him. And uh, I think he's got a decent contract, from what I've heard. I don't know any of these figures, unless they release them. But I've heard that uh, he's he's probably paid a little more than his market value, but it's to keep him there. And there's no salary cap in wrestling, so your salary cap is what you choose to spend. Going forward, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, I want to see this be a two or three match program, at least. If the, the blow-off match or the payoff match at the end happens to be at WrestleMania, this, this is WrestleMania quality. Definitely WrestleMania quality. And uh, on, this, on this one, Priest... Got the DQ for a low blow. But this just continues their program. Like I said, I think they're going to build this to WrestleMania. Whether Priest wins it back or not, I think this could be... It could be one of those matches that maybe steals the show. But they keep that one going. Uh, the Usos defeated Biggie and Kofi. Okay. All we learned from this was that Kofi and Biggie are still massively huge and over with the crowd, which we knew anyway. Uh, Lynch beat Bianca and Rhea Ripley. We'll get into we'll get into some of that later. It's it's going to be Lynch and Bel Air at WrestleMania. We know this. And Rhea in there was nice as contrast, but I mean she's she's been down a few pegs here lately, so kind of hard to think she was anything more than the person who was going to take the pinfall. Lynch and Belair might be the better matchup you can have 
at least on Raw moving forward. Um, because Rhea hasn't done much, Rhea and Lynch would have been okay. I just think stylistically, Becky and, and Bianca, I think, are you're, you're better moving forward. Roman Reigns defeated Seth Rollins. It took about five minutes. It was, I don't know. It was just there to be there, to, to let everybody know that, the, that Roman was in the building. Um, Drew McIntyre beat Sami Zayn. They're really building Sami into, uh, he might be the master heel of the WWE right now. He might be the top heel. And he sits in the middle of the card, which is crazy. Well, no, Roman's master heel. We'll, we'll give Roman credit there. Roman. Roman and, and Becky. And and then Sammy. I think that's that's where that sits right now. Um, Ronda and Naomi beat Charlotte and Sonya. Okay. The weirdest thing of this, they had Charlotte tap to Rousey's armbar. Now you could say it was a business decision, so that you could fight another day. I just, it's it's like you're having to drop Charlotte down to Ronda's level instead of boost Ronda up to Charlotte's level or close to Charlotte's level. So it's really really good. So I just want to see what they're going to do with that because. If not, it's going to look like Charlotte, the master wrestler, taking on the MMA fighter instead of taking on Ronda Rousey, the wrestler. And WWE got us. They got us all. We Well, between that and the internet, we all thought Brock's mystery opponent would probably be Cody Rhodes. It was not. Oh, man, did they get us. They got us for this one. It was Austin Theory who wanted retribution from what happened to him at Elimination Chamber where he was F5'd off the top of a chamber. Yeah, Austin, I'm not sure that's the hill I would have chose to die on. Of course, Brock Lesnar destroys Austin Theory. Austin, Austin's a guy, too. They're They're... They're building something there. Him and Priest are, are guys moving forward to keep an eye on. Uh, Roman comes down afterwards. Him and Brock get into it. He gets the best of Brock. Okay. Once again, could this have been... Could this have been uh, a SmackDown or a Raw? Yes. Could this have been a special Saturday night show? Yes. Was it? No. But let's give WWE credit. That was a solid. It was basically a free pay-per-view. If you were able to find out, it might have been on the network. I didn't watch it live myself, so I don't know where you could have found it. But WWE's trying there, you know? They're trying. And, as promised, we just talked about the MSG show. So let's get into how that reflected into Raw and SmackDown. Raw for Monday. Uh, we end up with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins versus the Alpha Academy. 
and uh, they seem to be the new tag team. They seem to be the new tag team going after the belts because, well, like I said, Randy Orton looks like he may be a little dinged up. So this kind of kind of works. It gives KO and Seth something to do. And uh, Seth actually gets the clean victory over Alpha. Because in all honesty, if it's this team versus that team, KO and Seth are miles ahead of the Alpha Academy. So if that's something they're wanting to build, I'm in. I, I like all involved parties here. Big KO fan, big Seth Rollins fan. Alpha, I think, does a good job as one of the more established teams. It kind of works. Uh, other big things. I'm skipping over some of it because it didn't matter. didn't have anything to do with anything. Uh, you had Becky, Nikki Ash, and Dewdrop who took on Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca ends up with the victory, or she got the pinfall. The thing of note on this that has started a, a little bit of a pattern now is Bianca used her hair, you know, it's in a big giant ponytail, she used her hair to kind of whip the midsection of Becky Lynch. Left some pretty good marks. Some uh, pretty good marks. On on Becky Lynch. I say this starts a pattern because they actually... They actually uh, got after each other on a house show to which uh, Becky once again got pretty dinged up by Bianca. They are either trying to push things a little much for this part of their program or you got to keep an eye on Bianca being a little reckless and hurting your champ. I think Becky's going to be okay, but she's had a couple hospital visits in, in the last few weeks, and you kind of want to avoid those. But either way, Bianca gets the win there. Nobody else in that match, they were there for filler. We knew that. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa got a match on Raw, thank goodness, against Robert Roode. Him and Dolph were kind of into uh, a program there with the NXT champion Braun Breaker involved in that as well on Champa's side. That will spill over to some NXT talk we will talk about in a minute. Um, the Hurt Business get a win over the Mysterios. With, uh, the Miz had something to do with it there, but still, it's good to see the Hurt Business actually get a win. That's Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, of course. Uh, we move on to, there it is. 
we move on to um yeah this was the injury the street profits took on rk bro randy orton has gotten dinged up a little bit not a whole lot in his career but he's got dinged up a little bit well it was a montez ford went for his big high crazy splash it looked like his knee went across the shoulder collarbone area of randy orton randy immediately reacted that's why I don't like reckless moves like that. Sure, they look great that he jumps up. It looks like he touches the ceiling and comes back down. But if he's just a hair off, he's going to hurt somebody. And now he's hurt one of your bigger stars before WrestleMania. So now he's going to be out of WrestleMania. There's no way Randy Orton is going to make WrestleMania if he's dinged up as he looks. And it's not part of an angle. It'd be a dumb angle anyway. What did the Street Profits, a good team, you know, a good guy team. Hurt Randy Orton, a good guy. Where do you go with that? You flip the Street Profits? No, you're selling too many red solo cups. You just, you can't be reckless, and that move is reckless. And I understand it's his move, but you can't miss it if you're going to do that then. Ask Brock Lesnar about going for a big move. He dang near killed himself, let alone knocked himself out against Kurt Angle. So Kurt was smart enough to get out of the way. Um, that was Balor and Priest where Balor won the championship. So actually the, the MSG show was after all this. Um, Edge had an open challenge for WrestleMania. He said, I want somebody. I'm Edge. Be on WrestleMania. Kind of did the KO thing, except for he went about it a little different way. And his challenge was answered by one. He doesn't know his actual name, but we'll keep it out of this. AJ Styles. Edge and AJ. I'm, I'm in. That's, that's a potential show stealer as well. And the two of them doing a program moving forward. The winner, the loss doesn't mean anything to either one of them. They're just going to go out and have a fantastic match. So let's do it. Let's do it. And now let's do something else and move into SmackDown. Uh, Sami Zayn loses his Intercontinental belt to Ricochet. It's because it's nice that Ricochet actually gets to win something. And also, Sami doesn't need the belt to take on Johnny Knoxville, which is inevitable. We know that's going to happen. Good for Ricochet, though. You know, good for Ricochet. And Knoxville did come out during this. Uh, Pat McAfee found out when the chairman, Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, was on the Pat McAfee show. You know, McAfee does SmackDown commentary and some other stuff for WWE. We found out that uh, he's going to get the opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania. It's awesome. And McMahon said, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll tell your opponent, you know, here soon. And then, because he comes out and he gets in his face, we find out that it's Austin Theory. Austin Theory, Pat McAfee. This could be kind of fun. It could be kind of fun. I mean, it was kind of funny because it riled up McAfee that Theory came down there and got in his face the way he did, and, and uh, I thought that was interesting. 
But, hey, Pat McAfee used to be on WrestleMania. Hell yeah, dude. Let's see, we get... Uh, the Viking Raiders finally get their match with the Usos. I just, I just, I don't know why this couldn't have been a match on a pay-per-view, and instead they kept pushing it to where it was finally a SmackDown match, and of course the Usos win. The Usos beat the Viking Raiders and keep their belts, as they should. I mean, the Usos having the belts as long as they have, they've beaten everybody in the division, basically. And they've beaten down everybody else. So unless you move a tag team in, I, I I don't know what you do. You've backed yourself into a corner where the Usos have basically ran through the division. And uh, then we get Big E versus Sheamus, where Big E apparently for his birthday got a specialized ATV that Sheamus and Rich Island took after winning the match. And, well, they destroyed it, and then they took it. I don't know why you'd do it in that level, but here's what it is there. And then they had Ronda Rousey beat Sonya Deville. Charlotte come out as well. They're doing what they can. They, they're slow building some of these, as they should. You know? Slow building. Let's see. Let's go NXT. Let's go NXT, right? NXT opens up with Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa versus the Dirty Dogs, otherwise known as Dolph and Robert Roode. This is a fun little feud they're doing between these, and it, it's going to set up a match that uh, happened last night that I have not seen. I have no idea what happened, but... Sets up a match. Basically, Braun Breaker is going to defend his title against Dolph Ziggler, the NXT title. I think I think this is fun. It gives Dolph and Robert Roode something to do. It's a fre- it's fresh sets of opponents for all involved people, and uh, it kind of spices stuff up. It spices stuff up right here because right now Dolph and, and Roode are probably the most established team. And they're not wanting to give them the tag belts, so why not go to NXT and win something? Win a few matches. Help build up some of the young guys. You know? Uh, LA Knight, Wall, uh, Grayson Waller. This is a fun feud, but it's, it's getting towards the point where we now need to see the match between the two of them. It's, uh, it's been enough back and forth. It is time to see that match one more time. I think the other two times it happened, L.A. Knight got the victory. So I would expect Grayson Waller to take this one. They had the quarterfinals, a couple quarterfinal matches of the women's Dusty Classic. Uh, Persia Parati and Andy Hartwell lost to a uh, brand-new team, Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and the pairing of them 
is entertaining. You get kind of polar opposites. Eh, not really polar opposites, but you get, they don't have a lot in common. But what they do have in common is they are good in the ring. And they're decent tag people. So it, it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, Amari Miller got dinged up with her match with Last Flash Legend. It didn't look like it was necessarily on purpose. I uh, just just took a, a bad fall into the turnbuckle. I think they said she was actually stretchered out just for precautionary. I think she kind of dinged her neck a little bit. I just hope she's okay. That's really the, the main reason I'm even saying it. Because even though most people may not know who Amari Miller is, she has her place on this card. And she does she does some really good things. So you just you hope she's okay. Uh, Gunther beat Solo Sokoa. I'm getting used to calling him Gunther and not... And not Walter, which is what he was called forever. And Solo Sokoa talent level is he's he's not he's not in Gunther's league, but this was a good match, and he gave Gunther a, a really big run there. I uh, just want to see if this is a one-off or if they're going to do something with it because both these guys uh, could do some other things. Uh, Harlan had another match where he beat somebody, and so what? Uh, another Dusty Classic where Raquel Gonzalez and uh, forgot Cora's last name, but Cora is it Cora Jade? Well, they beat Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Feroz uh, as they should. Should have, I guess, but once again, it's a mismatch, random team. This this tag this tournament is is not turned into a tag team battle as much as it should. As it's just let's feature people that we couldn't put in the world title picture right now. That's kind of what you're doing. You, you're just featuring who you're going to feature. Why not just why start with the quarterfinals? Could just went straight to the the semifinals. Um, Von Wagner beat Andre Chase, even though Andre Chase is getting very popular with the NXT crowd, so, uh, that, that's fun. It's, he's doing a really good job. Uh, Pete Dunne couldn't quite pull off the victory for the North American Championship with Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is really good. This was a really good main event. Um, anytime Pete Dunne loses, I feel like you're wasting him, but you can't have him beat everybody, and Carmelo's doing a good job with that belt ever since unifying it. So um, I want to see him take on some other people. And I want to see what they do with Pete Dunn. So that moves us to uh, should we do Sacrifice next? Let's do Sacrifice next. If it will pull up on my screen. There it is.
There we go. Okay. So, Impact Wrestling had their pay-per-view sacrifice. And uh, they did a good job. They swapped some titles around. Um, by the way, Impact Wrestling, people you should watch. Uh, Giselle Shaw, I watched her when she was in uh, WOW, Women of Wrestling. What, late last or early last year? Whenever they were on television. She went under a different moniker, but uh, she's pretty good. But uh, she lost to Lady Frost in the pre-show. Lady Frost is keep your eye on that lady. She is quite good, and uh, they thought highly enough of her to sign her to a deal so she didn't have to keep um, bouncing back and forth between the other shows. So uh, watch out for Lady Frost. Trey Miguel defeated Jake something for the Impact's X Division Championship. Trey Miguel was already the champ. I had heard that Jake Something's contract has ran out, so it will be interesting to see if they keep him around. If they do, they should give him a better gimmick than calling him Jake Something. Let him mold into something else, and if they give him a crap offer, then I hope he takes his ball and goes somewhere else and shines, because the kid's got world champion written on him. It's just, it's going to take some work, and he just had a, just a, Bad writing, which is what Impact is known for. Um, I I don't I don't like the honor. I like honor no more in Impact Wrestling. I don't I don't. It doesn't matter one way or the other if Eddie Edwards is a part of it or not. But all the Ring of Honor people, I really like all of them. I don't like. It's not an invasion angle. They earn their way in, and then now they're just another faction that. They mismanage and misbook in matches. That's just kind of what it's going through. Uh, first belt to change hands was when Madison Rain and Sunil Dashwood, otherwise known as the Influence, defeated the Inspiration, which is Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championship. Congratulations, girls. These are four of the best, and uh, they they do a lot of really good tag team work. So uh, I'm sure they will face off a couple more times. But they they should Impact should consider building their women's tag division because there there's some good talent there. Uh, Jonah defeated PCO. Kind of figured that was going to happen. Uh, PCO doesn't matter win loss. He's good with anybody. And uh, Jonah, they're building into a monster. So, good for them. Jay White beat Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley, highly underrated. Jay White seems to be the next big thing. Remember, we had the Switchblade era. was the name of the last show we did. Uh, you could about have a whole show about Jay White every week because he's constantly on every television. Deanna Perrazzo, she defeated Chelsea Green by submission. Chelsea Green also got dinged up with a wrist injury over uh, uh, during the pay-per-view. And um, I'm not sure if it's the same wrist she hurt in WWE that required some work, but uh, she's okay. That was for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship because when you challenge Gianna Perrazzo, you get to pick between the many belts she has. The next championship to swap over. 
Thank you, James. Loses to Tasha Steeles. Congratulations, Tasha Steeles, on being the new Impact Knockouts World Champion. I think she's she's got some good things ahead of her. And I think they want to get it off of Mickey. Mickey's uh, kind of wanting to go back to her NWA stuff, I believe, and, and more. She, she doesn't need the belt. She just needed to carry it for a minute to show how important it was. Uh, the next, very next match off the block, Violent by Design, which was Eric Young and Joe Doring with Diener, defeated the Good Brothers with Chris Bay for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. Congratulations, Violent by Design. And all these title changes outside of the X Division left us with Moose versus Heath. Good match. Good solid match. But as much as as much as most people like Heath, he can't win this match, and he did. So Moose wins moving forward. At some point, somebody's going to beat Moose again. Um, from what I saw, Josh Alexander not only has his uh, visa permissions, wh- whatever it is for him, because he is Canadian, permissions for him to wrestle in the States. It seems like he's got that squared away. And it looked like he may have signed a new deal with Impact. So we will have to see what he does from there. But their sacrifice pay-per-view, I, I thought, was fantastic. It had a bunch of title changes to people who deserved it. Uh, and even the people who lost them, they have the clout too. Um, let's see. Yeah, all their stuff from last week uh, just just played into the pay-per-view pretty well. So, you know, good for them. And that moves us to AEW. AEW Revolution was on Sunday. Grab the card again here. Uh, Layla Hurst versus Chris Chris Statlander. It's pretty decent. They're trying to build up the women's division a little bit more without using Britt Baker because you can have her on one side. You can have other things going on other places. Jade Cargill's doing a decent job with that belt. Um, Hirsch ends up winning this one. Wasn't the world's best match, but uh, it, it was decent out of the blocks. You had Hook versus QT Marshall. Hook is everybody's new favorite wrestler. Of course, he's Taz's son, but uh, people just like him. He's he's got a whole persona about him that uh, is just screaming. Uh, really like this kid. He he obviously is going to beat QT Marshall. It was decent. Once again, I, I've said before, QT Marshall is one of the people that have been training him for the last year or so. So going against your trainer, your trainer is going to make you look good, and Hook looked good. That, that was the high spots of the matches when he was uh, doing some of his overhead throws. And, and uh, I think judo is is kind of the thing he's into. Judo wrestling. We've got the House of Black. Which, of course, is Malachi Black. 
Buddy Matthews and Brody King, who took on the Death Triangle plus one, as I call them, which was Penta, El Zero, Miedo. It was Pac, and it was Eric Redbeard. Who of course, used to be Brody Lee's tag team partner over WWE. You guys should recognize that if you saw him. Uh, this match was decent. Redbeard is, is not quite as enthralled, not quite as interwoven into this Death Triangle House of Black thing yet. So he didn't quite, that, that chemistry wasn't quite there. But beyond that, still a pretty good match. House of Black wins, of course, as they should. It looks like AEW is going to think about some trios titles soon. That is uh, three-man teams. And I'm all for it because there are some trios that I think would be fantastic. It looks like, to me, they're going to kind of wait till Kenny Omega comes back so that you probably get Young Bucks Kenny Omega. Man, there, there are going to be some killer trios teams. We finally get Jericho versus Kingston. It is the knockdown dragout that we thought it would be. And Eddie finally gets the nod, as he should. Jericho's not doing this just to put him over. He's doing this because Eddie deserves it. And Eddie, probably right now, is the better wrestler. So, good for Eddie Kingston. I talk about him enough on here. He probably doesn't care if I talk about him or not, which makes me want to talk about him more. Uh, Kingston's great. And moving forward, I would like to see him get into some other things. He seems to, to really be wanting to help the youth movement as well in AEW. It, you know, you got him, you got QT Marshall, and you've got Jericho, and you've got CM Punk. You've got Sting, uh, Moxley, Danielson, all these veterans are wanting to build this, build the young talent. They're doing a good job. Moving on to the AEW Tag Team Championship, where Jurassic Express took on Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, and the Young Bucks. As expected, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks couldn't get out of each other's way, which helped Jurassic Express retain. And now we're going to eventually get Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks moving forward. And Jurassic Express can continue to defend their belts against other people. We had the Face of the Revolution ladder match. I believe if you won that, you get a TNT title shot. I think so. That sounds right. Uh, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Christian Cage all in this match. You could make an argument for practically everybody uh, to win this match. I, I would just, just in looking at it and also because I know who won. Um, Keith Lee is too new. Ricky Starks has his, has the FTW title, even though he would he would have been one to think about. Uh, Cassidy's not really involved with anything. So he's just fun to have there. Powerhouse Hobbs is not there yet. So it was between Wardlow and Christian Cage. Really, I mean, Christian's another one about building the youth, and he helped do that in this, but it was Wardlow's night. It's looking a lot like Wardlow is about to split from MJF. 
it may be after it may be sooner rather than later. Uh, Wardlow, big, strong, tough dude. He could do some stuff. I, I I think he's done as much as he can with the pinnacle and MJF. He should move on and do some uh, other things. Yeah, Jade Cargill defend her TBS championship against Ty Conti. Ty Conti's pretty good. They pushed her for a while. It seems like she she's just kind of lost the footing she's had recently. Per se, like she's on a big run. She got a couple big opportunities, and then she's kind of backed down to the background where she was before. But uh, this was a pretty decent match. It wasn't very long because Jade can't go that long yet. She's still she's only been in the business a couple of years, I think. But uh, you know, she's twenty eight no now. So moving forward, that's that's just building it up to where when somebody does beat her, she's in a way she's kind of the female Goldberg. But uh, she's also champ, so good for her. CM Punk versus MJF in this dog collar match. It was a throwback to classic dog collar matches really good really well done well thought out the way they did things uh cm punk gets the win just uh well done this there's not much else just go watch it for the AEW women's championship dr Britt baker dmd took on thunder rosa obviously there was a lot of uh crazy characters all over the ring area which helped Dr. Britt Baker retain over Thunder Rosa. This match was just crazy chaos. It was all over the place. There were just people everywhere, random things here and there. They need to do better. They need to redo this this week on AEW or, or something. It's uh, They did their best, but it's it just too much chaos. You had Moxley and Danielson. This was two veterans. This was like Jericho Kingston, but it was, you know, 10 years back, 10 years before him. Uh, very back and forth. Brent, Brian Danielson used a lot of his wrestling holds to keep control of Moxley. And then Moxley used a lot of his brawling and, and just... kind of uh, random innovativeness to uh, take the advantage and ultimately get the win. It's a good good match. Really good match. And uh, the fact that Regal come down here during this match, talk about somebody who's there to put over the youth and to help out. If William Regal is uh, there and maybe a part of the Moxley Danielson thing, then AEW's youth movement just took a huge step forward. Then we had the Matt Hardy group versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. A lot of fun high spots in this one. Obviously, the one everybody is talking about is where Sting uh, jumped off a railing through a handful of tables onto... I think Isaiah Cassidy. I'm, I forgot who it was now. But, uh, yeah, Sting's 63 years old. 
and he just jumped through. He he like New Jack style. If you guys ever watched ECW, it was just crazy, just crazy. This whole match was that way. It was all over the place, but it was more controlled chaos than uh, the women's title match. And of course, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting win the match. That left us to the AEW World Championship. where Hangman Adam Page took on Adam Cole, baby. I want to see this again somewhere down the road. Not right now, not like a super rematch. No, let Adam Cole build up and come back in. I want him to build it better. But these two showed why they're world class. This was just a a fantastic match between two of the better talents uh, currently going. Hangman Adam Page, of course, retains his title. What a great way to end this pay-per-view. It was just great. Just absolutely great. Now, let's see. What did we miss? Did Raw. Did Impact. We did SmackDown. AEW. Ah. We need to do AEW. We need to do New Japan. And we need to talk New Japan because this week was the first new content they have had in a long, long time. And they featured uh, two fantastic matches. And they had... Uh, Ishii take on Evil. These are just two massive human beings that just beat the holy crap out of each other for about 20 minutes. With Evil actually getting the win, it was a Lumberjack match, so that helped a little bit. But at one point, Lumberjacks all just attacked each other and got out of the way. It allowed Evil to find a way to get the victory. It's fine. Evil is, is fantastic. Um, we had Tetsuya Naito, or Naito, and Sonata, who, Evil used to be in a group of them, but not anymore. Uh, they took on Tanahashi and Okada. These are four of the biggest, baddest people going right now in New Japan. Uh, Naito is a favorite of mine, and... Uh, actually, my youngest nephew, anytime he comes over to the house, he will always ask about a lot of the New Japan guys because he, he tends to like them a lot better than uh, some of the other ones on TV. But uh, Naito ends up with the win over Tanahashi, which was uh, fantastic. And I'm so glad to see new content from New Japan. That means things are back on the rails and going well. And practically all of the major wrestling organizations are now finally kind of back going how they were. Oh, outside of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, we know, is supposed to be coming back uh, in April, right? Well, let's hope so, because they have a new owner. Tony Khan 
who is one of the main people behind AEW, has bought Ring of Honor. I know what you guys are thinking. What does this mean? I wish I knew. What it probably means is there will be a Ring of Honor invasion style um, angle, which is weird because some of the people you would think would be good invaders are on Impact Wrestling right now. It's part of the Honor No More. Uh, AEW will have the video library of Ring of Honor, which is just outstanding. And from what Tony Khan says, he wants to run it as a separate entity. It may have some crossover, but he wants to run it as a separate entity. I hope so. I hope so, because Ring of Honor, it would be a travesty if it is not on television. And I, I believe Tony Khan when when he when he's, he says things. So we will uh, we'll see what that is and what that gets to. Now, since I did not do a show last week, I have to talk about Bellator. Bellator 275. And the main thing I want to talk about is Gegar Mousasi defending the middleweight world title against Austin Vanderford. Austin Vanderford coming in was undefeated. He had faced some uh, some pretty good people. It's, uh, you know, you're not 11-0 without going through some uh, some pretty crazy people. And uh, he had... He had uh, Done a really good job. And Gegor Mousasi had come in at 48-7-2. So, yeah, he had almost 60 fights at that point. Let's see, because that would be... Yeah, he come in 57. This was 58 fight. And this one went quick. Austin got caught with a shot, and it was good night, Irene. I thought Austin did did pretty well though. He did the. It, it's not that he wasn't ready for the moment. It's uh, Musasi is beyond season pro, and uh, he came in wanting to pick his shots. He found a good place for one, and he got him. This could have easily went the other direction. Now Austin will rebound. He'll basically get knocked down about the third or fourth ranked person, which is fine because that means he's only a fight or so. A really good standing fight, you know, good showing away from uh, being right back in the mix. Uh, I thought he did well. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of Austin. I think he, he's he's a really good fighter. He's he he really does some good stuff. He just got caught. And that's the thing about fighting. It sometimes doesn't take much. You can be the the world's best fighter and Get caught a handful of minutes into a fight. But uh, good for Gegor Mousasi, who will move on uh, to uh, to uh, the next battle for the middleweight title. Uh, Sinead Kavanaugh with her decision win over Liam McCourt in the featherweight co-main event. This is a good fight. It's a good fight. Kavanaugh definitely earned the victory. Uh, McCourt was no slouch. They traded. They went back and forth. It was Ireland versus Northern Ireland. A lot of people thought McCourt was going to win this. I was one of those people. So, I will apologize, Miss Kavanaugh, that you did more than enough to win, and you deserved the decision there. 
But uh, let's see, their next event, don't they have one coming up? I feel like they do. They have... There it is. Bellator 276. This Saturday, I believe, March 12th. Yep, this Saturday at the Family Arena in St. Louis, Missouri. Where the main event... The main event is Adam Borks versus Mads Burnell in the featherweight division. Featherweight main event that, that by far can carry a card. That's that's always a good thing. Uh, you're going to get in the light heavyweight co-main event. You're going to get a Julius and Glucas against Phil Davis. Those two are going to trade some blows for sure. Uh, in the middleweight division, you get John Salter versus Johnny Eblen. This is actually probably a more solid card than the last one. That's going to be fun. J.J. Wilson, who's undefeated in, in the lightweight division against Godzi Rabadonov. Slow that one down. Make sure I got it right. Rabadonov. Uh, that's going to be fun. Rabadonov is, is uh, going to look to put the first loss on J.J. Wilson's record. And J.J. is, is looking to show everybody that he can, he can uh, take out Godzi. It's going to be fantastic, which, of course, leads us to UFC 272. And I'm just just going to hit the the top moments. Uh, Marina Moroz taking out Maria Agapova by submission. Uh, in, in midway through round number two, that was great. Uh, I'm a follower of Marina. She is uh, fantastic. was very glad to see her get the uh, big win there. She was excited. Uh, she she is a workout fiend for sure. But uh, in the women's flyweight, look out for Marina Moroz. She, uh, she's going to be doing some big things soon. Um, Sergey Spivak knocking out Greg Hardy. Good for Spivak. Here's the thing about Greg Hardy, and and I've heard this. I forgot where I heard it, or I'll give them credit. But I heard this, and, and it's my thought as well. It's, it's Greg Hardy came in with a big name, which helped him up a level. He didn't start at the bottom. Greg Hardy had some early success which popped him up some other levels. I don't think it's that he's not ready for the moment. I just think that his skill set is not where it should be for some of the big-time fights that uh, he has found himself into. I think his famous success and early success got him boosted up so high so early that there's it's really hard for him to maintain and stay where he's at. He just doesn't have the knowledge yet of, what to do in situations, and uh, Spivak took advantage of it, and good for him. I would like to see Greg Hardy uh, drop down a little bit. Um, still stay in the UFC, but drop down a little bit, do some things. I, I think he's going to be okay. Like I said, it's it's well known. I, I'm kind of in the boat of a lot of people. Uh, Greg Hardy, the person, I got absolutely zero for. 
Greg Hardy the fighter, I think he's got something. He just he's he's got to almost go back to basics and build up. And uh, I I think he he would be okay, and he should be able to to get back up uh, sooner rather than later. Kevin Holland with the big KO of Alex Oliveira. Kevin Holland, man, he's he's a beast. Kevin Holland. I mean, just early in round two, he's he's like, you know, I I got plans for dinner. Bryce Mitchell with the unanimous decision over Edson Barbosa in the featherweight division there. Uh, Barbosa had the bigger name. Mitchell showed he can hang with anybody, and, and if you're going to let it go to the decision, he's going to win majority of the time. We had RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, against Renato Morcano. Good for Morcano. This is a catchweight. In like 10 days, he came in and dropped like 15, 16, 17, 18 pounds, something like that. So that, because uh, RDA's opponent had to, ba- had to uh, back out. RDA says still want to fight. They made a catchweight to try to help Renato out. And it did not need to be five rounds. Three rounds in, RDA had it wrapped up. And pretty much could have called it at that point. Uh, Morcano, I think, ended up getting uh, busted up a little bit. Took a ride to the hospital medical facility just to get checked out. He did check out. He left that night on his own, I believe. And, uh, but good for him. I hope the UFC remembers that, that he did them a solid favor. And come in stepping in to take this fight on such short notice and, uh, good for RDA that, uh, he said, no, I still want to fight. I, I trained for a fight. I want to fight. And so he, he still was able to win. And then we get Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. I'll echo what Uncle Chael said in that we can we can all agree that neither one of these guys come in with their A game. But uh, it was still an entertaining fight. It was a very close fight. You can look at the scores, and it, it might be 50-45, or it might be 49-46, or something like that. But, uh, and, and yeah, Colby definitely won. He definitely won by, I mean, unanimous decision, but he definitely won the fight. He did more to show progress and damage and everything than than Jorge Masvidal did. But Masvidal was in this fight all the way to the end. Colby didn't finish him. I'm not saying he should have necessarily, but uh, Colby didn't finish him. And uh, now you get this weird spot where Covington's already faced a champ and he lost. So is he the number one contender? Is he number two, three? Where's he at? What do you do with him? Uh, nobody ever seems to want to say his name to fight him. I guess they probably don't want to. Um, even though he's at the top, somebody needs to call him out. If not, if I was Colby, I would, I would call it out too. And a lot of people don't like the way he portrays himself. Well, he portrays himself almost in a pro wrestling fashion. He's trying to be the heel. and He's, a good, he's doing good at doing that. And he has doubled down on it to where... He has doubled down on it enough to where he angers a lot of you. And it's it's really entertaining. It really is. Let's move to Jorge Masvidal. What does Masvidal do now? Well, I think the obvious thing is uh, somewhere later in the year, him and Connor. 
because you have the number one and number two draws in the company. I think you got to go for it. Masvidal just signed a new deal with the UFC, so he's going to be there for a while. Uh, outside of uh, somebody named Diaz, any of the Diaz brothers, I think you got to go Jorge Masvidal versus Conor McGregor. Put your two biggest draws in at the same time and just see what happens. Just see what happens. I, I think that's just what you have to do. And then lastly, before we get out of here, I talk about UFC Fight Night, Thiago Santos versus Magomed Akhalaev in the light heavyweight division there. I'll make my picks later in the week, but for my money, I think Akhalaev is probably going to win this. He is a heavy favorite. It is nothing personal to Thiago Santos. But I, I just think Magomed is is just on a roll. He's he's definitely on a roll. Uh, Marlon Moraes is going to take on Song Yedong. Song is the heavy. I mean, he is the uh, slight favorite in the bantamweight division. I would take Song in that as well. Alex Caceres and Sodiq Youssef is going are going to fight. I'm actually going to take the underdog Alex Caceres in this one. Uh, Sodiq Youssef is is very very good, but um, I, I just I like the way Alex is fighting lately. I think uh, I think he's got a chance to do this. Uh, Terrence McKinney, Drew Dober are going to fight in the light heavyweight division. It's pretty much a, a coin flip there. I would take Dober, but McKinney could easily win that one. Also, um, that was one more. Uh, Sabina Mazo and Miranda Maverick, women's flyweight. Uh, I'm a big Maverick fan. Mazo is good, but I'm going to take Miranda Maverick in that one. And uh, I think that's pretty much. I think, I think there's some Khabib guys, including Ankaleev, on this card. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, I didn't bore you guys to death in the last hour or so that we have been uh, we have actually been talking. But that's going to do it for us. Shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun to come on here and talk pro wrestling and MMA each and every week. I'm doing my best to do this every week. It's been a crazy time away from here. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in to another great edition of Strong Style. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch fighting. <laughs>